Hello! It's time for another episode of Tardy to the Party, where we fill our pop culture holes full of the media that we missed the first time around. This week, we're talking about the 1959 movie, Some Like It Hot. It's so toasty. It's Toasty War. Yes, we are talking about Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon running around in high heels. I had never seen this movie before. What did you think? Have you seen it before? I had seen it like maybe once or twice like 10 years ago or something. But yeah, enough that the only thing I remembered about this movie was uh, the Jello on Springs moments. Mm. And that the movie ends with who I remembered. I thought it was Burt Lahr who played the uh, cowardly lion in The Wizard of Oz on a mm. boat with our heroes. Turns out it's not Burt Lahr. It's some other guy who kind of has uh, like kind of like Burt Lahr monkey face. But it's another guy. Yeah, all I knew is that's all I knew about it. Yeah, this is one of the most spoiled endings in any comedy ever. Which is funny because it's like it's it's not like that crazy of an ending. It's kind of a funny. It was moment, probably but crazy it's not at like, the time. Yeah, well, exactly. But definitely like crazy. Fifty at the time. years after the, you know, it's it's kind of like still, oh, yeah. it's still a good comic punch. Yeah. Oh no, th- what do you think of this movie entirely? I liked it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I thought it was a funny little romp. I think the movie fuck Joe in the face. Uh, fuck Joe right in the face. Who's Joe? That's uh. uh See, I have my That's own Curtis's names. character. Oh, it's see, Tony I only Curtis. know it's Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon. And my only experience, I've, I don't believe I've seen Tony Curtis in anything else, but I know a lot of people point out that his voice is what they were aping when they were coming up with the Gruffy Gummy for the Gummy Bears Disney Afternoon cartoon. And so I just think about yeah, him I like, see that. hey, what are you doing? I can't even do the voice, but I kind of like Gruff Gummy. We've got gruff, kind of me. a lift thing going yeah, on. Yeah, what are you doing? This is kind of the Gruff I'm Gummy Tony thing. Curtis. Gruff, you get gruff gummy to? where it's kind of down low and gets yeah. a little bit of a lift. And so that's my only real handle for Tony I Curtis. really reached back into the backlogs of my brain to pull out Gruffy Gummy's voice. That's not the worst Gruffy Gummy, especially just on on, on, on the spot like Since that. Since I haven't heard See, him Jack in Lemon. like 10 plus years. What do you know about Jack Lemmon? Uh, I've seen a bunch of Grumpy movies. old men? Yeah. See, I know him from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That was a Ross. bad movie. What, Grumpy Old Men? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Fucking. I mean, not as bad as Grumpier uh, Old Men. Have you seen Glengarry Glenn Ross? No. Oh, man, that is a good fucking movie. And then also that Jack Lemmon. And man, Jack Lemmon is fucking fantastic in that movie. Mm. Uh, have you ever seen The the Apartment, which is a movie I think made just a couple other, a couple years after this by the same director, Billy Wilder? It's about Jack Lemmon. I think it's Jack Lemmon. He plays a guy in living in downtown New York who uh, he rents his apartment out to people who he works with so they can just have flings with, like in the middle of downtown without having to like find a hotel and stuff like hmm. that. And uh, he falls in love with Shirley MacLaine, and it's kind of a whole thing. But, yeah, I guess this and uh, the apartment are like Billy Wilder's two big like sex comedy romps. Gotcha. Just throwing that out there. You threw it out there. The day, and yeah. I watched it fly through the air and land behind me. So, 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 I rented this on YouTube, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to rent this in HD or I SD?" I heard you complaining about that. And yeah. I was like, "Well, I want it in HD because fucking why wouldn't I want to watch a movie in HD in this day what? and age?" It's like a price, like a buck difference in the yeah. price too. And yeah, it's I, a buck. Who gives I, a shit? Let's do I it was, HD. Yeah, it was like HD. Highest resolution it gave me was 480p. <laughs> I was like, so you just watched you. the YouTube video, like fuck you, yeah. So is like, that you, how you just you, watched it? Yeah, oh. you couldn't even give me 720p. So you, at least like pretend to give me 720p. You could even see fucking what's her name's titties in like HD. Oh, the her worst. titty dresses. Yeah, it's like oh, half I, the no, I saw the titty dresses. Yeah, well, yeah just if, not as crystal clear as I wanted. You're not watching a movie like just type in Marilyn Monroe some like a hot titty dress and you're gonna see some <laughs> fucking pictures. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Marilyn Monroe? What does Marilyn Monroe well, have any we'll mean? get to her. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it starts with, like, a hearse driving down the road. It starts with some cut-rate credits. 
This oh, is what it starts yeah. off with. I, like the most like crappy hand drawn. It, it looks like it looks bad for even a Rankin Bass cartoon <laughs> of that of that vintage. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Anyway, I am glad they got rid of that rule that you have to have credits before a movie. Yeah. What was the first movie to do that? Was it? We're not the first movie. The movie that kind of broke the rule and it was like, no. I'm we've not talked have about it. this before. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was like in the like maybe the seventies or something. Yeah. Was a lot of people claim that Star Wars, but no, like Star Wars not the first movie okay, not to but have like opening Lucas credits. Lucas fought for that, right? To not have the opening credits. I think that? so. Yeah. But like since it, the first credit would have been his write, written and directed by credit, then yeah. he he could he was he was in a position to say you know um yeah. we could just wait until the movie's over. Uh, I do but, not miss. Like, any time a movie has opening credits, like even last week, Space Jam, I was like, oh, opening credits. <laughs> yeah. Freaking awful. Uh, yeah. I don't it doesn't want, go on. For, don't this ma- movie, they're not very long. No, but still, don't make me sit through people's names that I don't care about in a movie. I kind of like it when movies do it this day. It's kind of a weird <laughs> affectation. I and it was like. weird. The opening, Quentin Tarantino it was, was like, it was weird. The opening credits in this, like, ended with special guest, uh, The Skulls. And I was like. The Skulls? Oh, that's the Metal Gear Solid joke. Remember how you'd start a mission and it, it was would always be like I forgot about that. Yeah, the skulls. Metal Gear Solid Five. That the was joke a is really funny when you have to explain it. Ren- I should have expected I, you not to remember. Actually, I would have. You know what? I would love to see someone upload an edit of this that like it just <laughs> ends with instead of you know, written directed by Billy Wilder, this is written and directed by Hideo Kojima. Yeah, that's it. Uh, um, but yeah. But we start in a hearse, and this movie has some faces in it. This is. There are some. Dudes whose faces look like they're in uh, the House of Wax and they're melting. Yeah, especially the one big Rondo hat. At first, I thought it was Rondo Hatton before I realized Rondo Hatton was, I think it was dead. I was watching this like, am I watching Dick Tracy? Yeah, because not just the one guy, but they're all kind of, they're 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 some mugsy looking fucking dudes. They look like somebody, have have you seen Top Secret? No. Oh, okay. The cow thing, there's, right? No, no, no. There's a scene where like Val Kilmer is wrestling with this guy in a hallway, and he like puts his hand on his face yeah. and kind of like oh, smushes no. it to the side, and then he takes his hand away, and the guy's face is like stuck. His cheek and everything are stuck in the same place that he had his hand. Yeah, and it's it's that's like what that. these guys. These look guys like. look like their faces are stuck mid shaking from side see, to side. Uh, the Rocketeer. Yes. Uh, you, you know, there's a big kind of plug faced yeah. guy. So you know, you know who Rondo Hatton is? No. He was a he was a film actor in like the 30s and 40s who pretty much kind of looks like these guys, but he had an actual like d- disease that made his face yeah. look like a big fucking fucking catcher's mat like someone's thumb being pressed through their fir- <laughs> like two first fingers yeah. kind of like yeah doing like a little like thumb hand puppet yeah somebody who looked like he got stung by a bee and never sw- yeah. like he, he was yeah. allergic yeah, to yeah, bees yeah. but yeah that's what the like especially the one big guy like this like the thug gangster the, there, like, the human like. sharpe but although they all look kind of yeah they are literally the definition of plug faced yeah. motherfuckers yeah, there are guys with like just fucking yeah huge well, you think noses. it's makeup and stuff like, I like you that. expect it to be like ha cha cha cha. I like the two biggest things in this in this movie are like Marilyn Monroe being hot and like weird looking dudes. Yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, there's a hearse, and all of a sudden they get start chasing chased by the cops and they start shooting at each other. Oh, and, this is Chicago, nineteen yeah. twenty nine, at the height yeah, yeah, of prohibition. Yeah. We shall also, also um, point out. This movie, this uh, we just recorded some like it hot or uh, the, the the Space Jam episode. This is a very Chicago oriented double mm, pair of episodes true. we're recording today. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Um. So they start shooting and it goes back and forth for a while. And like, I was really impressed with like the spin out they do in the cop car. Like those dudes that were just standing on the side, they must have like kind of done a little bit of a fair fear poop because 
because these are kind of like Model T kind of cars. These are yeah. early cars where it's like the standing buckboards and everything like that. Yeah, and you have like all these fucking cop extras hanging off the exterior yeah. of the car, and then they do a one eighty in the snow. Yeah, and like one, they start jumping a off the car. Three sixty in the snow. Yeah, yeah, they start jumping off the car, and they're not attached. same shot. Yeah, it's yeah, they're not harnessed onto the side yeah. of that. They're just holding on in the middle of the snow. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking good. Yeah, the, yeah. there's some good cop driving antics at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so then that turns out that coffin's not a dead man. <gasps> it's dead booze. Because it, it's all leaking, but not blood. It would yeah. leak whiskey. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of booze. This is actually a pretty there. good front for a, like a, 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 a fucking, not counterfeiting, a fucking distillery yeah. thing. What do you want to call it? When you make illegal booze and people say, don't make the booze. But I have to make the booze anyway. <laughs> you put the booze in the casket. You put your booze your booze. For some reason, we're having a funeral like 2 a.m. in the middle of a Saturday night. But yeah. Um, uh, they got to get this shit to f- mozzarella's funeral. Yeah, parlor. mozzarella. I did like that. I made a note of mozzarella. This is so- Hey, I'm a mozzarella. <laughs> I'm an Italian stereotype. But yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, What's the guy's name? Toothpick is like, hey, go in there, wear this armband, tell him you're there for grandma's wake or whatever. Yeah. You use the password. Uh, do you remember what the password was? Password was I'm supposed to be the pallbearer yeah. or something so, like tell, that. Yeah. Tell them that you'll you want to be the pallbearer and you'll get special treatment or whatever. Yeah. So he goes in there and says all that, and or the cop does, and they pull a little knob on a piano. And the door swings open, and he walks inside, and there's a whole big party going on. Yeah, dancers. this is a hell of a speakeasy. This and, isn't just like a small back room. Yeah. This is like a like like a fucking ballroom filled with people. I may be completely wrong on this because I don't know a lot about insulation at the time, but I don't feel like there's enough soundproofing yeah. in the 1920s to. Stop the sound of this raucous party that um, is going on in this funeral home. Unless this funeral home had an elevator down into the salt mines, 100 meters below the surface of the earth. Because they're blasting music and everybody's It's a ballroom. It's it's a big fucking shindig. It's not nothing. Yeah, this is not just like some backroom speakeasy, but it's like a fucking fiesta. It seems like mozzarella is the place to be. That's a good fucking joint to hang out in. Yeah, regardless of prohibition or not. So they seat the cop down at a table and... He's like, give me booze. And they're like, we don't have booze. We have whiskey coffee. Yeah. Rum coffee. Burr. So he's like, okay, I'll have whiskey coffee or whatever. And he goes away. And we get the comical scene of a drunk stumbling around with a teacup. And he spills... Well, I drink. got coffee on your spats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's like, I want some more coffee. Which is the running joke of that guy is him just stumbling around. Yeah, all around. two seconds he shows up in this yeah. movie, yeah. He spills I'm coffee, coffee on the villain of the movie, Spats. Yeah. Uh, Which I didn't realize his name was Spats until he gets a birthday cake at the end of the movie. Yeah. It says, happy birthday, Spats. <laughs> so um, he, like, looks at his henchman and tells him to take the guy away. And you assume that they're taking him away to, like, murder him or beat yeah, him up or yeah, something. But no, he comes but... stumbling back later. I want the coffee. So I guess they just threw him into a trash can and comes <laughs> yeah, back. They yeah, just, they coffee. just kind of let him right outside the door <laughs> and said, dude, just gangsters just, ever. Just, just chill out here for yeah. a while. He's like, not coffee. So they sit. Uh, he sits down at a table and watches it. And we're introduced to uh, Jack Lemon playing Jerry and uh, Tony Curtis as Joe. Okay, that's what it is. Uh Playing the bait, oh, wait, the stand-up bass and 
the tenor saxophone. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, uh, the tenor saxophone becoming a little bit of a plot point yeah. later, but yeah. Uh, and they're talking about how hey, or, or, or uh, Jack Lemon's like, hey, we're broke. Uh, we're finally gonna get paid tonight. We can start paying people back, and like we yeah. own like two months on rent. We know we and, owe money to every showgirl yeah. on that chorus. We owe and, this. We yeah. owe that. Yeah. And Joe is like, hey, I'm gonna bet it all on this dog at the racetrack. And this is where I'm like, well, this is not endearing me to Joe at all to find out he's a huge gambling addict. Also, Jack Lemmon has has a kind of funny personality where Jack Jack Lemmon's always kind of like slightly, not hysterical, but he's always very animated. Yeah. Oh, Jack, Jack Lemmon. He's fan- always making Jack Lemmon Jack Lemmon is fantastic in this movie. Well, and Jack Lemmon and everything, he's always just really good at great at reacting. Whereas Tony Curtis is just like, he's just a, he's just the straight guy. Yeah, he's like, like, hey, we should do this. There's a dog that's got 10 to 1 odds. We're going to bet all the money on it. He's got ten to ten to I one odds. I want to watch the shit out of Gummy Bears now. <laughs> look at the name. How can we go wrong with this? We gotta spend the money here. Now, nah, see, I want to make him sound like hello. How do you do? I do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna take it to yeah, different place. Just, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I'll let you do. Don't your worry stick. about the impressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, um. Yeah, and this, the, this my first note about Joe is. Joe is awful. <laughs> okay. Joe is really terrible. Joe, yeah. Uh, I did not take a lot of notes in this movie because once everyone gets to Florida, the kind of the plot kind of stops. So out, yeah. outside before the cop went in, he's like, in five minutes, bust in there and start mopping up the place. And like he's sitting in his chair and uh, Jack Lemon sees the cop and the cop like pulls out his badge and like uses the pin on the end of the badge to tap his cigar to like poke holes in it and then puts it back in his pocket. I'm like, are you just... You just you don't care if anybody notices that you're a cop in the middle of all yeah, these exactly, mobsters. Yeah. You just don't yeah, give yeah. a fuck. So then he counts. He's like five, four, three, two, one, and the cops start bursting in. Yeah, they raid uh, the place. Raid the place, and the cop walks over to Spatz's table and is like, "Hello, Spatz." And it's like, "Okay." And Spatz is like, "Oh, hi." hi I do like how hello, unshaken Spatz and his crew yeah, are. Yeah, he's like, like, "Hey, uh. Inspector," and it's like, "Okay, Spatz knows this guy's a cop. Shouldn't everybody know that he's a cop and not have led him into the speakeasy?" Because everyone does get arrested. Well, does Spatz... No, Spatz does... How does Spatz, Spatz not get arrested? A, no, he gets arrested, but he's he's like, I'll have my lawyers get me out. You're just, okay, waste, that's what it is. You're just okay, wasting yeah. tax pay, taxpayers' uh, money. And he's like... He must get He's like, contact quickly. your lawyers. And he's like, these are my lawyers talking to the guys with the melty faces. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, I do like the cop does, like, comes in and just like accuses him of embalming people with 86 proof. Yeah. Yeah. And the, which is a great reaction. Well, does the cop? He's got, cop goes to take a drink from the table, just like fuck you. I know you got booze here, and he takes a drink of white stuff. You don't know if it's like a white Russian or something like that. And one of the guys at Spatz's table yells, "Buttermilk!" In this really weird way. Buttermilk. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, so the 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 Spatz and his crew were smart enough to add, to know not to be drinking while they're at the club. Yeah. Which why do you go to the club just to drink buttermilk? Then I guess while well, they're just hot to ladies watch them and listen dance. to music and shit like that. But yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the, although again, they also seem to know that the cop was going to show up. Like they knew yeah. that. Like yeah, they t- t- took absolutely no precautions to keep any of this from happening. I guess they just don't give a fuck that much. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so the place gets raided. Uh, Jack and Joe get away. Yeah, they're like the only people <laughs> to get out yeah. of there. Yeah. They're like, well, I guess we're not getting paid, and he, and fucking Joe's like, look, we can hawk our 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 coat. I think the bookie can give us some money, and we can bet it on the dog. And the next scene of them is freezing without their coats because <laughs> I don't like what it a shocker! Jumped, it just he just jumps lost. to that. Yeah, yeah, he's already lost. Yeah. 
And he's like, look, listen, I know we messed up there, but we can hawk your base on this dog. This dog's a sure thing. You can see the audiobook for Tony Curtis's uh, autobio. <laughs> and fucking, oh, Joe's just trying to bet everything. Like, making him a gambling addict does not endear him to me. Yeah. And then they go into talent agency while they're having banter. Arguing yeah, because they're trying other. to find a Open job a real door. quick just to Anything make some kind today? of money. Yeah. Nothing today. Thank you. Anything today? Nothing. Thank you. And then, uh, anything today? You got a lot of nerves showing your face around here. <laughs> and, like, thank you. Uh, but he goes in and, like, talks to a girl, and, like, she's, t- like, you're a dirt bag. You know, I got all ready. And yeah, was, they're like, actually friends with ready, this lady. Ready, yeah. I was re- getting ready to go on a date, and, and you're, and Bill's putting things in his mouth that he shouldn't be during a podcast recording. I just, you know, just want, I want some flavor. <laughs> I just think there's a can of Altoids here. I'm going to take advantage of them. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but yeah, he's awful to this girl again, like letting you know that he's a shit lord, and like just leaves gr- stand, just stands Tony up girls left and Chris, right. Yeah. Uh, and so they end up finding out that like yeah, she's got a car that she's not using. No, so no, that no. They can try to borrow it. Nope. Is that nope. what's gonna happen? Not yet. No. No, because she. They're like, do you have anything for us? And she's like, oh, there is a job. Uh, uh, that needs right. a, a saxophone and a stand-up bass. Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Joe's in there, or not Joe? Whatever his name is. Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. Yeah. No. <sighs> the talent booker. Uh, He's okay. in there right now, uh, talking to somebody else. But uh, once he's done in there, go in there and talk to him about it. And so they're in there, and it's kind of it's kind of made clear that. Uh, this lady and this other guy are looking for a saxophonist and a stand-up okay, bass for a girl's band. Is this Sweet Sue that is yeah. in there? Okay, so who's Sue. the leader of an all-girl band, yeah. yeah. Um, they're looking for that, so when Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon go in and are like, the guy's like, you wouldn't fit in the band, and they're like, why not? And he's like, you're the wrong shape. Yeah, it's just a coincidence that Sweet Sue, the leader of the Soul Girl Band, happens to be looking for a pair of musicians who play exactly what Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon are playing, and that they're looking for work for, but yeah, you need to be a lady to join this Soul Girl Band who's traveling to Florida for something, yeah. something, something. So eventually they find out that this is all go to a band, and Jack Lemmon's like, we could do that. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, let's just uh, yeah, we can. What well, we got to lose? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna die here in Chicago anyway. We want to get out of here. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh no, that doesn't. Even, they're yeah. They don't have the threat of no. death yet, but they just no. need the you money. just like scooting away, scooting ahead. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> the movie exists is like, I ex- hate Daniel. I am like Doctor Who. I walk in eternity. Time has no meaning. Apparently, everything happens at once and all at the same time for Bill. Yeah. yeah, and then you forget it instantly. <laughs> exactly. That's because it's too much to know in one yeah. time. A human mind can only know <laughs> so much at one time. So he's like, "Well, there's a job a hundred miles away." So they're like, okay, we'll take it. And Lemon's like, how the hell are we going to get there? And they that, go out. Okay. And he's like, hey, Dolores. I'll just call her Dolores. Uh, you look awfully fine tonight. And he, like, woos her and like, are you doing blah, blah, blah? Are you doing anything tonight? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, then you won't be needing your car. And was she, it, was it? And she's like, how dare you? And he's like, and she melts because I get... I guess Tony Curtis was a sex symbol or sexy or something. That's yeah. I don't see. I know he's, he's not got an ugly guy. He's got very bats, bats, bats. My eyelashes. He's 
got the eyelashes. But. Yeah, but you don't quite see. Tony Curtis doesn't mean anything to our generation no. of people. And going back and watching him, you're like, I don't know. But I, I guess I don't know how he's ever with, anything to but, any generation. But when you compare him to the other leading men at the time, I guess yeah. like like Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Or although or Bogart Clark Gable. at least had some personality. Or Clark Gable. Yeah, Tony Curtis just had. He's what are you talking about? This Tony Curtis's whole shtick is just fucking gummy bear. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Any any characters are written like an asshole, but yeah. Anyway. Uh. So like, is is Joe supposed to be the brains of this outfit? Because he makes very bad choices. Like, I can't tell if he's supposed to be the smart one or the dumb one, or they're both dumb. Which one's Joe? Is that is Car- that Tony Curtis? Curtis? Yeah. It seems like it seems to be like because he's the masculine one. He's the he's the straight man. He's supposed to be the one in charge. <laughs> I really like the idea of Tony Curtis being the masculine one because he's so effeminate. Well, just like he's effeminate enough that people are like, I think he's gay. He, he has a daughter. She's a famous actress, and then people are like, yeah, but still. <laughs> really, Tony Curtis? There were suspicions he was gay. Yeah. Okay. Again, I don't know anything about Tony Curtis other than he was in this movie we just watched. But which probably stems from this movie and having like very feminine eyelashes. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think there's probably any basis to it, but which is funny because his idea of like looking like a woman, you would not think he's he's like gay or feminine because he's just Tony Curtis in a dress. Yeah. Whereas like, at least Jack Lemmon tries to be like, eh, and like he lifts his arm and stuff. You know, he's doing the more like you know he's actually leaning into the cross dressing aspect. But Tony Curtis is just like, uh, hey, how you doing? I'm so a lady. They- they go down to the garage where her car is at, and a bunch of mobsters are there playing cards, and they all stand up and pull their guns on them, and they're like, uh, we're just here for our car. And they're like, oh, okay. So they'll sit back down and start playing cards again. And they go over to gas up the car, and while they're gassing it up, a bunch of other, the Spatz's crew show up uh, because Toothpick is playing at the poker game, who's the one that ratted them out, and like, are like up against the wall, and I was like, "Yeah, I have no idea what the politics were, other than a bunch of gangsters murder some other gangsters." Yeah. It's a it's a Val- Saint Valentine's Day massacre yeah, kind of situation. Yeah, no, it, it later in the movie they call it like a Valentine's Day massacre. They straight up lifted the Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, is that for they this actually movie. label it directly? I didn't even yeah. pay attention to that. Oh, okay, because I, I was when this was happening. I'm like, this is very what Valentine's is? Day massacre. Yeah. Which took it's place, a bunch of guys. The Saint, the Saint Valentine's Day massacre took place in 1929. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was like, hmm. man, they're just they're they're not even trying to disguise the fact they're using that for this movie. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. It was I guess it was in Chicago. So yeah. Oh, so they actually do talk about the North Gang later too. Oh yeah. You're actually I guess this is supposed to be oh, okay. Anyway, yeah, you're right. So they see the guy, the Tony Curtis and and Jack Lemmon hide behind the car. And the guy gassing it up, like, drops the hose accidentally. And you're like, hey, join us. The guy, the guy, melty face guy says. And he goes over. The guy looks like a dinner roll. Yeah. yeah. And, and Toothpicks is like, no, don't do it. No. And then they start unloading their Tommy guns into the wall and everybody dies. Uh, and... Which, they turn their attention to the to our well, heroes. Not qu- yeah, but I want to I want to make mention first that Tommy guns aren't very quiet. Yeah, and they're doing this in like broad daylight with the door to the garage right there they're wide 20 open feet from the op- yeah exactly. Where this like, is not like the stealthiest. if they had done that like I'm I'm pretty sure like knowing the way white people work, 
a huge crowd would have gathered around looking inside to see yeah. what all the hullabaloo was um, about. I but think pe- it's... People are just walking by casually I still. I think it's because they still had, like, horse-strong carriages and horses make a lot of noise and your ears just don't work <laughs> as well as they would have, like, compared to today, I guess, or... Yeah. Um... um but yeah, so and there is one of the gangsters. Oh, okay. So well, they finish off that gangster crew. They're about they they turn around to finish off our guys. Well, yeah, they they're heroes. They, they like the hose falls out of the gas tank because it's pouring gas everywhere. Yeah, and they turn around to look at that noise, and they notice that their heads are po- poking out, watching the whole thing, and like, come on out. What are you? When like, hey, we're Tony musicians. Curtis and Jack Lemmon, we're gonna shoot you now. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, as they're about to lay waste to those two. <laughs> Uh, toothpicks knocks the phone. He's going for the phone and knocks it over, and they turn around. Yeah, he's all start. shot up, but I guess he's going to try to call someone and say, "Hey, we're all shut up. Help yeah. us!" Yeah, ow, I guess, or ow. yeah, just call and say, "Ow!" So they turn around and shoot <laughs> them. <laughs> what a lad! <laughs> so, so while they're shooting him some more, uh, yeah, the our two musicians take off running, and uh, Toothpick was calling the uh, coincidental uh, distraction department. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they take off running, and they're like the sirens start blaring, and like, "Hey, we better get out of here. The cops are coming. We'll deal with those two later." Uh, so they're like, "We gotta figure something out. Get out of here. There's no way like, going up against spats. We'll be dead in a week." Uh, so they go into a cigar shop, and he's like, "Give me a, a nickel, I guess is what it was at the time. I'm gonna make a phone call, and." Uh, Joe gets on the phone and makes a phone call. He's like, hello? He does a pretty good lady voice. Yeah, okay. Not too bad, at least. Better than a lot, than I can certainly do. I don't know. Well, see, I already have a lady voice. That's (laughs) what I heard me to go, hello there. Hello. Hey, Abuba. I hear you're looking for two band band people, a saxophone and a bass. (laughs) Uh, So they're going to do the lady thing. So then we get a shot of them, like, walking in their heels. Yeah, it's the big reveal. This is the big gag shot of the movie, yeah. really, yeah. Walking in heels and, and like, all of Lemons complains, like, this is harder than it looks. This is a breeze. You do have to these wonder. These people must be catching a cold all the time. Yeah, exactly. You do have to wonder if these guys are already so broke, how do they afford two complete women's wardrobes? But that just happened to fit their yeah. gangly-ass frames. Tony but. Curtis looks pretty comfortable in his outfit, but yeah. Lemon looks like a hot mess. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Hot Lemon is so good at like playing like meh, like all right angles, kind of neurotic kind of guy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really fun. So to they're watch. standing there, kind of complaining, and then we go. Blah, 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 Which, blah. That's my notes is like, when did the whole wah wah brass equals sexy lady thing start anyway? I know I, that's not didn't start with this movie. No. but, Like how the is that from like leftover from like vaudeville? Probably or something like, like that? lady and the bonga bong walking yeah, across the stage. I can see the bonga bonga because the bonga 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 goes when the bonga bonga. Goes. I don't know when. What? Who decided that saxophone was sexy music? Because it's the most grotesque sounding musical <laughs> thing ever. Wah, 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 wah. A throaty kind of like. Wah, wah. It sounds like a duck being fucked to death, but that's not like. <laughs> there's got to be a sexier sound that can go along with like sexy lady. I don't know. It's just kind of. But yeah, yeah so but that there, is. That's the entrance of Marilyn Monroe who. Is like Jello on Springs. She, yeah, she does. Which is funny because like. Like she's a sex symbol, but I never under really. She's not well, like okay. unattractive. So but here's my I, thoughts on this. This is the first time this. I can I can actually well, see yeah, why here's, people. Here's the thoughts on it. We grew up on Marilyn Monroe being in pop culture. Yeah, she's like kind of the every default. Te- every teenage girl in the '90s had a Marilyn Monroe on her poster, just like every douchebag you knew had a Scarface poster on his yeah. wall. Yeah, she was she was the 
opposite <laughs> of Scarface, where girls had Marilyn Monroe. Monroe or Betty Page, but so yeah, we same all, kind we of... grew up on photos of her. So she's always been there. She's, she's been she's... always part of the cultural wallpaper. Yeah, but in this movie, seeing her actually in motion, like, and not just in photos and stuff that I've grown up with and have always known of. She's a lot cuter than I thought she Me too. was. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's actually kind of adorable. And it doesn't hurt that her character is supposed to be kind of vapid, so it kind of plays into whatever maybe vapid tends. I don't know if Marilyn Monroe was supposed to be smart or not or what, but she plays kind of a funny, cute character anyway. Yeah. And but she's also yeah. And how like you doing? and like I think if other people that if they had played this character would have come off as annoying, but she's kind of endearing and she's her kind of innocently way. sweet and kind of like a nice way where yeah. yeah, a little reserved but still kind of fun to watch. And... Yeah, she was a lot better than I was expecting her. To yeah, be. seriously, because I've never seen the Seven Year Itch. I don't think th- I don't think I've ever seen Marilyn I've Monroe in se- anything no. but this. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen her in anything live action except her singing to the president. Which is funny because compared to other sex female sex symbols that have come along since Marilyn Monroe, she's not actually in terms of like just body. She's not, like, that voluptuous compared to, like, Anna Nicole Smith or, yeah. like, even fucking Christina well, Hendricks or something like that. Yeah, but, but the thing about her is she jiggles. Yeah. And well, she, it seems like she was one of the first big stars and of that knew, era to and, be allowed to jiggle. Yeah, and they know how to dress her very well in this movie. Yeah, uh, one of the little bits of trivia that I could find about this movie was this movie was made without the input from the motion picture. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna say definitely before or without it because. Yeah. The, what's the? How long can people kiss on screen with that rule? Like yeah, it's two like seconds. half a second or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you can only kiss and for so long. Just the amount of skin she's allowed to show in this movie, yeah. and just like just everything kind of. Well, the the first shot of her is her ass. Yeah. That's the first lingering shot of her ass walking down the street, and that's from nineteen fifty nine. That's yeah. pretty fucking exceptional. Yeah. You know? Um, which is funny because I was watching. Uh, we're recording this about a month after Christmas, and I was watching a documentary about It's a Wonderful Life, and they actually point to Billy Wilder movies as one of the things that made Frank Capra uh, suddenly kind of like become a lot less popular because Billy Wilder, even though he was still making black and white movies, it's only like a decade after like Frank Capra was doing his biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Billy Wilder was willing to go to sexy areas that like you know older filmmakers weren't real w- willing to go to that like, that was kind of the defining generation split there where like yeah you'll have an establishing shot of a woman entering the movie and it's her ass yeah you know which these days that's you know that's half the movies and, and anything you see these days the fucking smurfs movie will have like smurf will show up and like here's my cgi cartoon butt <laughs> but for then it was a big deal you know? yeah so so earlier in the movie, like when they were like, when Jack Lemmon was like, no, why can't we be in a girl band? He was like, we'll be Josephine and, and what, his name's Jerry. So it was Ger- Jerophine or something like that. G- Geraldine? Geraldine. Ger- yeah, yeah, Geraldine. Geraldine. But when they're getting out of the bus, uh, they're like, this is Josephine and Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> it's Daphne. Okay. Look, so look, they, look. they get on the... Uh, Did we talk about the Jello and Springs moment, too? I, I mentioned it. Yeah, that's that's one of the you... bigger quotes I remember from this yeah. movie is, is Jacqueline. She's like, Jello and Springs. Like, yeah. His like, reaction to her, too, is just he's so like... Yeah, boner moment. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, they they get they get introduced to uh, Sweet Sue uh, and start getting on the train and lemon like, trips. And, like, the guy that's leading the, the manager, I guess, of the band, like... Pats him on the ass. Yeah, he's like fresh. Like, yeah, well, well, that's uh, brr, brr, uh, and eventually, like, they're introduced to the band, and 
Lemon and Curtis have something happen, and he's like, you tore one of my breasts. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like, say breasts, too. You tore one of my tops. He no, uses, he says breasts. Does he say breasts? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he used the euphemism. That no. just sounded kind of funny. And then, yeah. They're, he's well, like, just... you just tore the other one. So they go into the, the laboratory or women's lounge area to... On the train, yes. Yeah, so they're on, on this train, train that because this band has been hired, this all-female band has been hired to go to Florida. perform at some kind of event in Florida. Yeah. And so now they're the train is moving, they're hauling ass, now they're officially finally getting out of Chicago. So, yeah, along with so this whole lady. You go band. in there and... Marilyn Monroe is in there taking a flask off from her garter belts. Yeah. Her name is Sugar Cane. <laughs> which, which she also told me wasn't her originally like sugar popinski or yes, something like that like, yeah because they're out. like polish and she's like yeah <laughs> uh um she's from she's sandusky like, ohio get caught drinking uh i always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop yeah which it's funny because i've heard that term of phrase used before i don't know if it originates from this movie but probably that's just kinda, but but it's it's kind of like know. um I'm guessing that that is supposed to show how stupid she is because what the fuck is the fuzzy end of the yeah, lollipop? Yeah, if you eat a lollipop and you're like, you like you, you eat all the candy and you suck it along enough, it kind of frays. It's the wet end. It's the used end of the lollipop. Is that it? I'm assuming that's what that, it always made sense to me, and that's what I always parsed it. I as. have never sucked on a lollipop stick for so long that it turns to string. I guess if you're stupid, but yeah, no, it kind of turns <laughs> wet, soggy, and phrase. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I guess the insinuation is that you would, or maybe give they're like, that or, end of... or maybe they're like, all right, I'm gonna give you a lollipop. Close your eyes. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> it's fuzzy. Taste don't worry, testicles. don't worry about it. Why is this lollipop but so fuzzy? But I do fuzzy? like how she's like, yeah, she's kind of like not that bright. She's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I like it, yeah when she points out that like I'm not the only one drinks. I'm the only one who gets caught. Yeah, and yeah, she's kind of just charming, kind of lush, kind of fun, and just kind of. This is where I noticed that it seems like Tony Curtis and his female persona invented duck face yeah because he's always doing duck face when he's in, he's always pursing his lips forward and i never noticed yeah like throughout the time that's his lady face is <laughs> making duck face oh uh so we get them sitting on the back of the train car practicing like the whole band practicing and like Marilyn Monroe is singing, she's like, "I play the ukulele." I don't think she ever plays it. She just walks around with it. I think they just gave her the ukulele. Just go. It's a, so something she could mi- like mindlessly strum while yeah. doing everything else she has to. Doesn't even um, have any strings on it. Probably. She's well, like, if you notice, like, Jack Lemmon is playing bass half the time. He's not even. He's like, just slapping he's it. He's just yeah. Sla- he's not really like. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. does a good job like motioning his hands up and down. But like like there's points where the song's still going. He'll just stop playing. And yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole practice. And I guess uh, you find out that Sugar, Marilyn Monroe, she's like the, the singer for the band, yeah. too, because then she gets up and she does a whole little number yeah. in the aisle of the train mm-hmm. that they're practicing on. And she drops her flask, and Sweet Sue is like, Ooh! Whose flask sweet, is this? Sweet Sue went so sweet. She's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Because she always screams his name. Whenever sweet goes Pea with, Butterweather? Yeah. Something, like something like that. Like yeah, that. The, the dude. Sweet Pea! Yeah, and he comes up. He's like, "Yeah, this was the, I, I told you that if you got caught once more, you get kicked out of the band." Blah blah blah. And and Jack Lemmon's like, "Can I have my flask back?" And he's like, "Certainly." Your flask? <laughs> oh, no. we're gonna kick our, the sexiest part of the whole team out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he took the bullet for her. And, 
if all Monroe has to do is you play ukulele and sing, then who gives a fuck how much she drinks as long as she's doing good? Like, yeah. yeah. But it's a temperance thing. It's you know, prohibition. You don't, yeah, it's yeah. God, but still, yeah. Uh, and Sweet Sue's like, there's two things I don't tolerate. One is men, and Jack Lemmon's like, oh, you don't gotta worry about that with us. <laughs> no, no problems there. There's a lot of time wasted in this movie. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I don't tolerate booze. Okay. And like 90% of this band is blonde. Yeah. There's a lot of blondes in this band. So, I mean, Billy Wilder may have just had to think for blondes. Maybe. Yeah. When it came time to casting, he's like, oh, she blonde, she blonde, she blonde. And like, I don't think that having the flask like strapped to your garter belt's the most secure place. Like, you got maybe like wear something. Oh, and if you're, it down your titties. If you're if you're if you're Marilyn Monroe and all you're wearing is like a black like super skin tight dress, you don't yeah, have too yeah. many places to hide that flask, even between her tits, because it's not like her tits were that big. It's not like she's got. It's, again, it's not like Christina Hendricks where she could just lift a tit, stick the flask <laughs> under it, and just like walk around like it's nothing. Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, well, I am also just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe garter belt's would, not a secure place. You think place. it's like a flask you would invent, like, underwear that has pouches, like, pre-sun that you could just stick a straw into and then drink in bed? Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. And it so kind of gets warm if you're drinking a whiskey. So then, yeah. Then, uh, we, then we flash to the evening and we get a scene of lots of, like, old-timey bras and titties walking around. Yeah. This... A lot of like torpedo breasts in uh-huh. this scene. A lot of yeah, a lot of shapewear. A lot of yeah, <laughs> a lot a of a lot of infrastructure. A lot of how you doing? You're probably dead now. <laughs> no, that's kind of the whole idea. When was 1959? Was that what? When was 19? Ago? When was 1959? 1959 oh, took place in 1972. 50, 57 years ago. Oh my god! Yeah, half. Oh man, almost everyone in this movie's dead. All the main characters, at least. Maybe there might be Is a Lemon dead? No, Jack Lemon died like 10 years ago. Okay. He died a long time ago. Curtis? Yeah. I can't imagine Tony Curtis still rolling around. Let's see. Uh, uh, but anyway. So, yeah, there's the, all the girls saying goodnight and Lemon saying goodnight to everybody, looking at them all <laughs> lecherously. Like, goodnight. Like, when I bring up Tony Curtis, the first goodnight. thing that shows up in my search is Gruffy Gummy. Um, yeah, he died. Actually, Tony Curtis just died in uh, 2010. Oh, okay. So, not that long ago, but he was married to Janet Lee. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. How you doing? Learning all the things. Uh, man, if that surprised you, did you even know who his daughter is? I didn't. Uh, I was looking at the thing. His his daughter is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Did you not know that? Well, so, he was gay, and she's she's got a penis. <laughs> They've got some genes there. <laughs> Damn. Oh, if you want to stick to the rumors. Man, have you seen, have you seen, what's the movie where she strips in? True Lies. True Lies. Have you seen True Lies? Yes. Okay, just throwing it out there. Um, We're always looking for stuff to watch. Yeah, so uh, Curtis is like, you need to stop. Just keep telling yourself you're a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. You get the so, feeling that Tony Curtis never acts. He just recites the lines from the script and he's just like, don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lemon goes to sleep, but later on. Uh, Marilyn Monroe gets out of her bunk and comes down to his. Why did she come? Oh, she, she wants comes. To thank yeah, him she wants for, to thank yeah. him for taking the bullet and being like, nobody's ever been that nice to me before. Chris, she's doing that thing where she's like sexy but doesn't know she's sexy, and mm-hmm. she's driving Jack Lemon crazy. Yeah. yeah, she gets into bed into his bunk with him and starts snuggling up. Well, with yeah, him. because uh, Sweet Pea or not Sweet Pea, what? Are, uh, yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet Mama, Sue. Sweet Sue, yeah, Sweet Mama Sue. Uh, walks by and she's like, "Oh, she's coming!" And she hides in there with him. And she's like, "I'm not, I'm not crowding you, am I?" And he's like, "No, 
No. She's really digging in there with him too. Yeah. 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 yeah she's like, oh, you're trembling. Your feet are freezing. You're on fire. Well, it's funny too, because like all the women are all dressed like you know Marilyn Rose got like you know like kind of yeah she's got well yeah she's got a big like like feathery boa around the end of her negligee. But of course, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon are dressed like they're fucking puritanical. Like (laughs) they've got like full body stocking like night shirts that like button at the Adam's apple and yeah they're totally covered from head to toe and look like Daphne, which is Jack Lemmon's female name. Daphne's like, please don't mind my raging boner yeah please don't ruin it uh <laughs> it's just a sausage i brought on of course jack Lemmon does get <laughs> panicked like oh my god what am i gonna do oh yeah. jesus christ yeah, yeah. Oh. so then one of the other girls pops up and is like hey guys what you doing got any booze and they're like yeah and it's a party it's a party party in bunk number five Which makes you feel kind of bad <laughs> for the fact that Marilyn rose the only character who ever seems to get busted for booze despite the fact that the entire band is a walking wet bar yeah no yeah. shit and i love that like they actually even try to wake up um uh, uh tony curtis's character to see if he has any maraschino cherries because because yeah. like they're all making manhattans and they're mm-hmm. like we need to get that shaker yeah it really is just becomes a bar yeah in, in the girl's uh, couch and in they, the girl's uh car yeah then uh Marilyn Monroe and Jack Lemon, not Jack Lemon, Tony Curtis go to get ice and like have a heart to heart and bond over the fact that she always falls for guys who play the tenor sax and she thinks guys with glasses are just the greatest because they're always so so gentle and sweet and whatnot and like he's like I'm picking up what you're laying down yeah. Yeah, I'm totally not going like, to use this to my He does damage. for real to say, he does say, well, I play tenor sax. And she's like, oh, isn't it lucky that you're a girl then? Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And she's just like, oh, my God. Blue yeah. balls in the motion picture. And this is <laughs> and this is where, like, I all it's <laughs> this scene reminds me, have you, have you only seen Duck Soup with the Marx Brothers? I've seen Horse Feathers. But I haven't seen all their stuff, though. I've seen the one sure. on the cruise ship. I don't think so. Because there's a very famous scene in the cruise ship that like was very difficult to shoot, and it's uh, um, a bunch of characters like coming into Groucho's room, uh, like room service coming in, the maids coming in. And it's like everybody piling into this tiny room and like trying to work w- around each other and whatnot. It's it's really it's yeah, a really well shot it, yeah. scene, and it kind of reminds me of this where there's like a dozen girls all crammed into one person's tiny little bed. Yeah. But uh, well, I do like they actually switch too because, like, on the outside, when you're looking from the from the uh, car aisle into the like the little bunk, it's a bunch of women's naked feet sticking out in a way that kind of makes them look as sexy as possible. Yeah. But when you switch the inside view, like the way their bodies are arranged, there's no way that like their legs would be all like all centrally like sticking out and like cross-legged and stuff like from the. Uh, it just you get Billy Wilder's like trying to make it as hot and as uncomfortable for the guys as possible, even if it doesn't make sense continuity from one shot to the yeah, other. But, yeah, so uh, one of the girls. Yeah. Like, put ice on, on Daphne's neck. Oops, I dropped it down her blouse. I'll get it. And he's like, no! <laughs> and he grabs the emergency cord to stop the train and pulls it. And everybody f- goes running out and yeah. hides in their bunks. And Su- Sweet Sue comes out and is like, what's going on? Do you think it's going to be a bigger thing, but then it just suddenly fades to them suddenly yeah. being in Florida, too. Nobody actually gets in trouble. You think that all ha- now have to walk the rest of the way to Florida, but no, yeah. Yeah, she's like, Beanstalk! <laughs> That's like the punchline. And at that point, I kind of stopped paying attention to the movie. My next note is like from an hour later when you see Marilyn Monroe singing for the first time. So. Why are you so bad at this? <laughs> I know! I 
this wasn't even parts. like a bad movie. Well, no, just because like, well, they should. So they end up in Florida. They show up at the result. It's mostly just setting up the stuff for the rest of the movie where they show up. There's well, we a meet, horny dude. We meet uh, William H Macy's character, <laughs> Osgood Fielding the <III>. third. <laughs> the guy fake Burt Lar. Yeah, yeah. The guy again, a the, kind of rubber monkey face. Yeah, dude. protozoa yeah. of William H Macy. <laughs> I can tell. Actually, yeah. Actually, if you told me that like he was like William H Macy's grandfather, yeah, yeah. I could totally see. His that. His name's actually Joe E Brown. Yeah, which I've seen this guy in other stuff. He's a known face. Yeah. But I just didn't know his character. Yeah, I, I didn't know that as an as a performer. I'm trying to figure out what else he's. A... He was sad in something. I remember his face being sad. Because he's got that monkey, like sad monkey face. I don't know why I keep on saying monkey face. I don't know why he keeps saying but monkey face. He's got either. a very specific like. Yeah, but like yeah. as they're getting off the he bus, if Pete the Puma were a person, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, just throw uh, that out as there. all the girls are getting off the bus, there's all these old dudes in rocking chairs lifting up their hats, being like, "Hello, hello, hello." And uh, Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis walk by, and he's like, Zowie, which is his catchphrase. And then um, Daphne walks by with all the instruments and stuff, and he's like, Oh, his, his, her, his shoe falls off. And he's like, Oh, let me help you with that. I always like a girl with shapely ankles. He's like, thanks. I do appreciate Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis's commitment to shaving their legs because mm. they actually do like you know enough to enough to fool, especially back then. Fake Burt Lar into being all like that was a question I had later when um, uh, uh, Daphne's wearing like a cocktail dress. Uh-huh. These dudes are fat ass broke. Where'd they get the money for all these outfits and like shoes and Unless clothes? Unless they're just borrowing all this shit from the other girls or something like that. Or yeah. is this stuff? I mean, even if they had a throw line, throwaway line with like uh, Jack Lemon telling Joe, it's a good thing that uh, you've screwed over enough females. They left so much clothes at our apartment. We were able, or to... something like that. Well, especially not even like women's clothes, but women's clothes, clothes that happen to fit these giant dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like later on, you see uh, Jack Lemon swimming in a women's uh, swimsuit. Yeah. That is actually not really a woman's <laughs> like, swimsuit, but it's also like you know, it's like wide at the shoulder. Like, it gets to the point of this movie. Like, they're obviously there's n- this movie's obviously a farce because there's no way like anyone for a minute would be. They keep on uh, pushing the boundaries of how yeah. how these guys can get away as yeah. pretending to be women. Yeah. But Osgood Fielding the third is like, oh, what kind of instrument do you play? And he's like, play the stand. She's like, I play the stand up bass. And he's like, oh, do you do you use a, a- uh, do you strum it or do you you thump you know thump it with your hand? And he's like most of the time I just slap it and he's like oh that he wants to fuck that oh my god <laughs> he has predator number one yeah Holy so shit. they get in the elevator and he's like oh don't wait a minute I'll come with you and the elevator starts to go up and then it comes back down and he's like what kind of girl do you think I am and shows him off starts walking up the stairs because he got his booty pants. Really, like, the connecting tissue, the part that I didn't know it's essentially just sexual harassment, the motion picture. That's yeah. really what it boils down yeah. to, just, get, like, introducing all these characters in Florida. But yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, then you get Tony Curtis going to the room and the sleazy-ass bellhop delivering stuff. And like, I got a bottle of gin stashed. Like, when do you get off yeah. work? Yeah. I'm like, He's like, hey, fuck. doll. And then Lola Bunny comes in and punches him in the face. <laughs> Um, um. Yeah, which I do love that. Like Jack Lemon, he kind of like takes it all in stride. Where it's like we're just seeing how the other half lives. Well, no, no, no. Jack Lemon come in and is like some little crazy coot just pinched me on the elevator. Is it Tony Curtis and Tony Curtis is like, well, now you know how the other half lives. Oh, that's what it and is. He's okay, like, yeah. I just got pinched. Look at that. I'm not even pretty. <laughs> 
That was a lot. One of the lines that I was like, ha, ah, that was that's funny. That's kind of curses as long as it's a dress. And he, oh, yeah, that's when he says, well, it's, you know, it's just like wearing anything in a dress. Wearing, the dress is just like a red flag to a bull. And the, Jack Lemmon's like, I just want to be a bull again. This is, yeah, okay, that's yeah. what it is. So um, then uh, yeah. Peanut or Pee Wee, whatever the guy's name is, comes in and is like, has anybody seen a brown bag with a white stripe on it? Uh, oh, Professor Castlewade or whatever. Beanstalk. Oh, Beanstalk, that's okay, yeah. Um, and A brown bag with a white stripe on it and they're like, no, we don't know what that is. And she's like, um, where's my ukulele? And he's like, everything's gone to shit! And leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, here it is, because uh, Lemon had carried it up with him. Uh, he had carried yeah. up all their instruments, yeah. Um, so she's like, let's go swimming. And he's like, I don't have a bathing suit. She's like, that's okay. Neither do I. Which kind of, I was like, impl- for a I, moment, I thought it was going to be skinny dipping. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. So did I. Which that like, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a Marilyn Rose giving dig- skinny dipping won't be the worst thing in the world. But, True yeah, but that. Just, but, um, but no, that would have been a funny, actually a funnier escalation of this. But. but they go out and go to go swim in the ocean, her and um, Daphne. Yeah. And Tony Curtis stays behind and pulls out the suitcase that had been missing from underneath the bed. Belonging and starts, to Saltpeter. Starts whatever. pulling off the most, like, touristy, like, like a captain's hat. He's dressed like the rich dude from Gilligan's Island. Yeah, Mr. Captain's Howe. outfit, yeah. Captain Howe. Yes. With, like, five-foot-thick glasses. Hello, <laughs> yeah. Well, he got the glasses. Yeah, the guy has the gla- uh, beanstalk has glasses that are like the Coke thick. bottle glasses. Yeah, and like he puts them on and he looks. His eyes get all huge because they're like thick ass glasses. Yeah, and it's like, like that using, CGI lady from Star Wars. Yeah, using them in this movie, Tony Curtis must have gotten wicked headaches because looking through those things he constantly. He spends like half his half the movie dressed like this guy too. Yeah, yeah, so he puts all that on and like then we get a scene with uh um. Was it swimming? Yeah, the it's beach? the swimming with uh, Marilyn Monroe's wet-ass titties. Um, oh, yeah. She comes out like she's actually not wearing a bra under there, too. I was like, again, for 1959, she's like this is fucking me, wet, this is the wet sound, wool. The sound of me silently nodding my head this very was diligently. Like, wow, she actually did not just like a bra. Like, sport, like she actually does. Like, how are you mm-hmm. doing, Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, she's been dead for 60. You I, know what? She died, I stood died, up like, and saluted. Yeah, um, but I do like Jack Lemmon also excuses the fact that he's got broad shoulders because he's been lugging around that base all the time. Yeah, she's like, I don't, I, I had no idea you were such a big girl. This is the one time in the movie where he, it's obviously just a man with <laughs> lipstick, whereas yeah, it's yeah, yeah. um, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, they're just out there swimming, and this is this when Tony Curtis shows up dressed like the, uh, the captain, pretty much. But uh, my next note was her tits are out of control. Yeah, it's yeah. This may be the earliest I've ever like you seen a movie of a vintage where you can actually just really just see the nipples. Well, there were a couple of movies before, like the Code Oh, I'm sure there have been, but like this was something like uh, in, in my memory. What's her name? Who's the other Jug lady from this era? Uh, the one that the she's got like that Jane fam- Mansfield. Maybe I think so. The one with the the famous photo of her like at a table like smiling and the other. Lady at the table's kind of giving her the side oh, eye. Oh, the stink eye. Yeah, yeah. that's... Oh, Where God, her titties I forgot are all about hanging that. Out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Because I know yeah. she was topless in a movie. Famous. Famous old-timey jugs. Famous. <laughs> Famous old-timey Stink eye photo. <laughs> That'll get Let's see you. what that brings up. Oh, man. Uh, so then... Uh, there's a lady sitting in a chair with her son playing in front of her, and she's like, all right, Junior, come on. It's time to go inside. And he's like, oh, I don't want to. Oh, it is. Wait, who is the mom of uh, uh, Law & Order SVU? Is it James Mansfield? I fucking yeah. I don't know. It's, oh, so, yeah, that's actually one of the first things. Uh, searching uh, famous stink eye photo brings up 
it's Sophia Loren giving Jane Mansfield the stink eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, because James Mansfield's the mom of What's-Her-Face from uh, Law and Order SVU. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Um, so then Joe's an asshole again. It's like, you heard him, mother kid. Get the fuck out of here before I <laughs> cut you in half. To be fair, fuck kids. Yeah, yeah, but still, the kid was just like, oh, man, he's I don't want him. mom on the yeah, beach. Yeah, he's just playing on the beach. And Tony Curtis is like, get the fuck out of here, kid. Yeah. I need to sit down and pretend to be hot. Yeah. Four. So, four. And, and he sits down and like Marilyn Monroe's playing ball with the other girl and the ball comes over and she comes running over and Tony Curtis just sticks a fucking leg out and, and trips her. her. Yeah, she's too stupid to realize she like she got tripped. Yes. I fucking Joe is a fucking asshole. Like it it says a lot Again, about Yeah, it's a farce so you, that's yeah, how no, you get no, it smooth over the it, cracks in this kind of thing. It says a lot thing. about this movie like that I actually enjoy this movie and like the performances in it that I didn't absolutely hate Joe. Yeah. Like, yeah, because fuck Joe. <laughs> fuck Joe right in the face. Joe's kind of a piece of shit. But he's yeah. a, no, he's not kind of, he is a piece of <laughs> shit. So then he, he, he puts, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. And like, he starts talking about, oh, oh, you must recognize me. I'm a famous rich man. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, you normally people would and I have, sue me for three quarters have, of a million dollars. Yeah, or I have like no this. fucking idea what kind of accent he's afflicting That's here. one of my favorite parts, because, like, well, Jack Lemmy even calls it out later. He's like, what the fuck accent? Yeah. Is, like, because he's just, he sounds like he's just got a speech impediment all of a sudden. It's not yeah, even an it's, accent. It's, 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 I can't even do it, yeah. It sounds like a guy from Brooklyn trying to pretend to be fancy, but has never met anyone from yeah. outside of Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, he picks up, like, the the shells the kid had been collecting on the beach in the bucket and it's like I collect shells. <laughs> this like it reminds me of my company and holds up a shell and Marilyn Manson's like shell oil, uh, <laughs> which she then starts calling him Shell Oil Junior. Is that what she calls him? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Like when he she introduced Je- da- uh, Daphne to him, she's like. This is Shell Oil Jr. Uh, of course, Daphne gets all pissed out because he instantly recognizes yeah. fucking Tony Curtis. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, that's one of my favorite moments in the movie where it's like, yeah, Daphne's trying to get, like, angry and, like, expresses, like, <laughs> oh, man. anger with yeah. Tony Curtis, uh, but yeah. Jack Lemmon gives the best, like, stink eyes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. He's, he's, his sideway glances are fantastic. Well, he's trying to still be feminine, like, like when, like, Marilyn Rose paying attention to him, but still be like, eh. yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, a very almost like modern con- uh, comedic performance. Yeah. It's not like it's not so broad that it's like vaudevillian, but it's still I don't know. It's Jack Lemmon was really good. Yeah, yeah. So Monroe's like, oh, I can't wait to tell Daphne, and Lemon's like, oh, let's run back there right now and tell her. I can't. No, no. Let's go. Let's run right now and go <laughs> yeah. tell her. So they go sprinting back to the hotel room, and I'm like, oh, she's not in here. We'll just sit down and wait. Yeah. And you hear her singing from the bathroom, and they open the door, and uh, uh, Tony Curtis is submerged up to his neck in a bubble bath. And it's like, oh, what's going on, ladies? She's yeah. like, I met a, a rich guy, the Shell Oil Jr. or whatever. <laughs> And Tony Curtis like, oh, isn't that uh, fantastic? Yeah. yeah. I do like the reveal, though. Like, I wasn't anticipating Tony Curtis standing up, and you realize, like, well, they, they, they talk to Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe goes away, yeah. but then Tony Curtis stands up, and he's still dressed like the, yeah. the and fucking he, like, sea captain. But he's got the women's makeup on from the yeah. neck up, so he looks like his character. But And then he, like, advances on, uh, like, uh, uh, Daphne or... 
Jack Lemmon, like, really threateningly. Oh, yeah, he, like, grabs him by, like, he's, which is funny, because Jack Lemmon's totally in the right here, yeah. but he threatens, he, like, picks him up by the collars about yeah. to pop him. And, like, that's when Jack Lemmon's like, I was just kidding about this, like, uh, like. Yeah, like, fuck you, Joe. Jack the voice of, like, reason here, but yeah. I, I forgot guy. about that, yeah. And so that, yeah, fuck it. Fuck him, man. I didn't take any notes about all this, but I do remember, yeah. Uh, but then there's a phone call, and it's like, uh, sea to land, uh, call coming in, uh, and it's, uh, the, th- what's Oscar the third calling in to invite Daphne onto his yacht for the evening. Okay, yeah. And, uh, Joe's on the phone with her pretending to be Joe, you know, they're like, oh, don't worry, she'll be there. And it's just, uh, I was like, well, I know what his plan is. His plan is to use that yacht for his own devices. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, so then, then it's this. I want to be loved by you. Number that is probably the next time you took notes. Yeah, that's exactly. It's her yeah. singing with my the... entire note is pretty impressive. Titty dress on a road and she sings. <laughs> I want to be loved by you, especially for 1959. Yeah, yeah. which it is. It's, it's oh, a no, sheer yeah. thing, it's and abs- like it's barely covering her nipples. It's it's basically nip pasties on the outside of the dress. Yeah, covering her, her nipples. again from 1959. That's a hell of a like you yeah. wouldn't see like even in the 60s. Not until like the mid 60s did you see more reliably see shit like that. And usually it was like overseas movies. But yeah, yeah I was like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can all agree. United Nations can all agree. Goddamn titties. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. 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 Marilyn Monroe. She was a looker. Like I said, but it's funny because, like I said, like you really like she's not like any more built than like the half the women you could meet in Portland. But just like in terms of just like presentation and prestige, and <laughs> I don't know, it's kind of weird how time can inflate someone to be such a crazy sex symbol. Compared, it's not like you like, you know, well, like I like said, she had a superhuman physique. Well, no, like I said, like we grew up with her. So, I know. That's so what I'm saying, she's, though. she's just kind of in the zeitgeist for us. So. Like watching this movie, we're like, "Oh, I see it now." Yeah. Like maybe. Well, that's what I'm saying. The have presentation. you seen any James Dean films? Uh, like half of one once. Because uh, I've never so seen cool. any, but maybe if I watched it now, I'd be like, "Oh, I get it." But yeah, okay. I don't get it because well, I've never got seen that anything sulky with kind him. of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah. But it might be like that. Uh, I don't know if I want to be loved by you was written for this movie or anything like that. I'm assuming this is one of the big highlights of the film, like in terms of. I guess so, because it's her singing, and it's just her and like, her titty dress for five minutes. Yeah, like, It's the whole focus of the movie. One of her there. titty dresses. Yeah, well, yeah. With, like, a very low back that almost Is this her not butt the same titty she... Well, because later she's wearing the same dress when they're all escaping. She's running to the boat at That's the very black. end of the movie. This is white. And you can totally see... Is that what it is? Yeah. But she, you, can see, like, you can see her ass crack. Again, Marilyn Monroe's ass crack. Yeah, I'm just throwing it anyway. So, yeah. monkey pants. It's almost like you can find nude photos of her. <laughs> it's We're almost... way it's... too much talking about Marilyn Monroe's physique. <laughs> Are we, though? Uh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm single. Your wife's out of town. We can talk about Marilyn Rose physique. Um, um, yeah, it's almost like she was in the first issue of Playboy or something. Well, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so Osgood sends Daphne while because they're playing in the band. He sends her a huge bouquet of flowers, and Joe's like, "Oh, don't mind if I do," and just fucking puts his own note in the flowers and sends it over to. And Marilyn Monroe comes over and is like, these are from you, from Shell Jr. the third or whatever. And Jack Lemmon's like, motherfucker. Yeah. This... this is the whole thing where they're having the argument while like they're still performing, but and like Osgood's watching from like the back yeah. back row and everything. Yeah. yeah was... Uh so he's like, No, you're not gonna go out on the yacht with him. You're gonna go out and tango with him all all day until dawn if need be, because I'm gonna take Marilyn Monroe out on the boat and we're gonna hang out on the yacht. 
We're gonna have a super date night. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> fuck you right in the face hole. <laughs> um So the show ends and Monroe goes to go Which I do like like half that number is them kind of like fighting and arguing and yeah. like half st- kind of stopping playing even though they're supposed to be performing in front of a room full of people with all eyes on them but yeah anyway but yeah the yeah. Uh, the number ends so uh tony curtis shoots up to his room and nobody changes clothes faster than a horny dude <laughs> trying to get out of his dress and into a suit yeah except for a teenager trying you to think put... just getting out of the nylons and <laughs> except everything for like a that teenager be... trying to put on their clothes once the garage door starts opening that's a good point when their parents come home uh, and as a man who has worn them, he would totally have noticed those earrings hitting him on the neck. Yeah, because those are big, chunky earrings. Yeah. But I do like. Uh, so yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so like he remembers to take them off right before Marilyn Rose shows up at the yeah. boat. Yeah, and he like climbs down from the outside, uh, or like over the out the balcony and down. Yeah, over stuff all Spider Man no style. He has no idea how to pilot the boat and like and... steal somebody's bike to race her there. Yeah. And, like, they get on a boat and just steal a boat as well. So he's stolen a bike. He's stolen luggage. He's stolen a bike. He's stolen a boat. He's stealing a yacht. What do you think the guy... He doesn't guy know how to drive the yacht or the boat. of the women would recognize this guy running around all around the resort for, like, yeah. several days dressed in his uh, clothes. Yeah. Well, again, it's a farce. It's not supposed um, to make sense. But, yeah. but he can't figure out how to drive the boat, so they just drive it out backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought yacht. was kind of cute, yeah. yeah. And But it turns out that's not the whole boat. That's just, like, a, like a dinghy boat that takes him out to like, his big yacht out, actually out at sea. And they have a date where she talks about something about how she points at, like, a stuffed mackerel. She wonders how, like, they, they stuff that giant mackerel into all the little bitty cans. Yeah, because she's like, what is that? And he's like, it's a herring. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. Like, so that was she's like, funny. how do they fit them in the cans? He's like, they shrink when they when you pickle them. Uh, I did, like, there's a scene where they're talking about, like, what he did in college or something. And he's like, I played water polo. And she's like, water polo? Isn't that dangerous? I'll say. I had two ponies drowned under me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was like, that's a good line. Well, it's, it's Marilyn Monroe <laughs> being as stupid as possible, and like Tony Curtis trying to act down to that stupid as possible yeah. too. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's 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 kind of a cute meeting of in between there yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So then Tony Curtis, being this character, uh, Shell Junior, explains that he's impotent ever since. The love of his life died. He's yeah, that's what it is, basically yeah. unable to get a boner, and like they've, his parents have tried to pay for experts to be able to get him a boner, but he just can't. He just can't get it up. And Marilyn Monroe starts doing that face smush kiss that they did back in the the yeah, because it actually had couldn't have an open mouth no. kiss. He had to do the like yeah, just like you're essentially like the kid from a Christmas story trying to kiss the telephone pole yeah, yeah and not like, like a real I kiss I still feel nothing here yeah. and it's like what is your plan here is this also while uh, Jack Lemmon's on the date with Burt Lahr yeah they're doing the tango yeah they're just tango Rump- there's no really no plot advancement no. other than they're just dancing all night yeah yeah uh, but they do meet up with the next morning yeah we'll get there um uh, my note was uh, old timey kisses, just smushing faces together. It's no wonder he can't get an erection. It's like grinding two peeled oranges together. That's the yeah. That's that's what old timey kisses are like. Yeah. And eventually, it keeps trying, and she gives him more alcohol, and he's like, 
I think I started to feel something. Uh, eventually, morning... Oh, no. Eventually, like, there's more tango time, and Daphne's actually starting to look like she's having fun doing all this tango with Osgood the Third. Uh, but eventually, morning comes, and they both go back to the hotel room, and Lemon's in the in, in the bed with two maracas going... <laughs> I like how Jack Lemon's actually getting into it. Yeah, yeah, he's really into it. And he comes, Tonus Critters comes in and is like, what are you so happy about? I'm engaged. Osgood proposed to me like last night. And he's like, what are you talking about? You can't get married to Osgood. And he was like, why not? And Tony Curtis goes, why would a guy want to marry a guy? I'm like, yeah. To be fair, I'm kind of surprised this movie doesn't like hit that like, pull out the neck collar kind of yeah. a little shit little, little threshold a little bit more often yeah because what does the it say problematic what does it threshold say but that a movie from what 1959 mm-hmm. 59 is more progressive than the 1930 that's one of the first things i was thinking about watching this like victor victoria is like fucking fucking caveman bullshit compared to this yeah, yeah. Like we, there's there's no like like there's no there's really no you know, gay panic or even cross dressing. It's panic not even in this really movie. brought up at all. In fact, no. actually, like I said, it's actually kind of funny that Jack Lemmon actually even kind of leads. He's actually happy when he, he actually gets like a marriage proposal. He's you know it's it's actually kind of cute and, and in a like not entirely condescending way. Yeah, yeah. But then Joe's like, dude, you can't marry him. He thinks you're a, a lady. You're a guy. And he's like, no, I know. And as soon as we get married, I'm gonna tell him that, and then we'll get annulled, and I'll get half of his stuff <laughs> it's all good i don't see the problem with this but like joving the voice of reason is weird yeah because it just it's the only time in the movie where it kind of flips like that um uh, uh so uh jack lemon throws more eye shade at at uh at joe when monroe comes in to start talking about the rich guy that she met and and like how what a wonderful time they had together and yeah <sighs> we're actually almost through this movie yeah no this is this is kind of the this is a brisk little movie i mean it's 2 hours i thought like i said i think things kind of slow down there a are bit a couple once slow fi- points you get to finally get like but it starts picking up once they actually start yeah. going on a date and things yeah but there is kind of like the, the like, exposition part the of setting train, them up in the Florida. train portion i felt could have been a bit more snappy well i thought the train that was actually the train part was my favorite part of the whole movie like yeah. I, well, any movie could probably be sped up a little bit but yeah. um but, but yeah like, this is kind bad. of but, i'm trying to think of anything but then else. we get like a big banner that says like the 10th annual meeting of the friends of italian opera and which i thought was just kind of a funny thing anyway and then yeah spats comes walking in with his mobsters <laughs> which i was like, I like this... the big the big melty face guy goes hey look it's for us. <laughs> Which for a moment before the gangster showed up, I was like, is that a real thing? And then the gangster showed to show up too. I was like, well, that's a coincidence. Yeah. Because I was taking the... What an amazing plot coincidence. Because like, what gangsters have a convention? It doesn't... Again, and it's these a farce. Are, it doesn't yeah, make any these, sense. But... Well, yeah. These aren't fans of opera. These are just... Everybody's a gangster. There's no actual fans yeah, of opera. Yeah. Well, and also, it just happens to be coincidental that the gangster uh, convention just happens to be holding its national annual convention... At the same Florida resort where, you know, everyone's hiding yeah. out at. So, so we see some yeah. more gangsters it's, it's besides, stupid, besides the cute. ones we've been introduced to before. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a guy, like, flipping a coin just kind of poorly. Like, he's yeah, not very good. He's trying to be uh, 1930s gangster, but he's uh, not even flipping. Uh, he's, like, throwing it up in yeah. the air catching it, not even flipping <laughs> yeah. it. 
Yeah. He wasn't good at it. Uh, oh. These gangsters are straight out of a cartoon. Like, I half expect the uh, Looney Tunes, like the little short guy with like big tall yeah, fedora yeah, hat, yeah. to like start walking with a little twinkle to his feet. <laughs> I was half expecting them to just lose all their dialogue and just walking around saying "mash, mash, mash, Yeah, you know what? I'm actually kind of surprised that so the one kind of like 1930s Chicago land gangster like shtick they don't do is the shmer. Yeah, Mah. everything else, even down to the spats. Um. So yeah, they show up. So so and yeah, uh, Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis see them and go up to their room. Uh, but the mobsters see them, but they don't realize that they're dame or the dames are dudes yet. So they start packing, throwing their stuff in suitcases to get out of there because they don't want to get killed by the mob. Um, but Tony Curtis, in another fabulous moment of stupidity. Before that, oh, right before he does his stupidity, Jack Lemmon's like, we can hawk this diamond that Osgood gave me, this real diamond that's probably worth a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. We can hawk it and, like, live on it for a while, so we're all good. So he goes in the bathroom to get the shaving stuff, and while he's doing that, Tony Curtis is like, I'm kind of an idiot, so I'm going to put this in with this flowers and send it over to Marilyn Monroe. Jack Lemmon should have blasted him in the face with his fist and left him there. I do like Marilyn Rose very happy about getting that like, little diamond bracelet thing. Yeah. Fuck Joe, man. But I know Joe is just, yeah. Oh, he's a monster and I hate him. I think he's the one who ends up with Marilyn Rose at the end of the movie, too. Yeah. That motherfucker. He should have been left standing on the pier. Um. Oh. You should have fallen off the pier and got chopped up by the blade. <laughs> <laughs> turned into Joe sauce, yeah. Joe chowder. Um, uh, so... They're like, okay, we gotta escape because, but we're not gonna go down the stairs because we don't want to run into mobsters again. Let's climb down the balcony. So then we get a scene with the uh, mobsters like hanging out in their hotel room, which kind of confounded me because, yeah, the gangsters are on, 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 just happen to have again. The gangsters have been chasing our heroes for the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, they're on. They were on third, the third floor. They were on the fourth floor. Yeah, they just happen to be like right below the heroes as they're yeah. climbing down. They well, go, oh, hey, there's those ladies from well, Sean and Elevator. Well, yes, let me have the conversation. Okay, that they have, they have a conversation, and like one of the mobsters is like, "Hey, the guy that's running this ain't too happy with you, Spats. That you took out uh, Toothpick Jimmy." Oh, I forgot they, they were setting up that X. Yeah. yeah, they used to be friends in the choir together. They sang together when they were young. And he's like, eh, maybe he needs to retire. And they're like, you want us to retire him both? Maybe. How shall we do that? We'll figure it out. And then they see the dames climbing down uh, the balcony. And they're like, hey, it's those dames. And they go out there. And uh, Jack Lemon and... Tony Curtis, peace out and climb down really quick, yeah. but leave the standing base. And they're like, they open it up and see bullet holes on there that had been, that they had shot. See, at them it's earlier. weird because like in the movie, it almost seems like they figure out that they're dudes even before like they grab the base or at least even before they open up the case to see it's filled with bullet holes. And then of course, when they see the bullet holes in the yeah. base, they probably those ain't dames at all. That them's them's the musicians we've been looking for. Yeah, so, so they, they run downstairs. They run downstairs, but Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis climb back onto that same balcony that their room was in. We get a little bit of a chase scene with them running around. I um, do like uh, 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 Lemon being given away uh, when he's pushing Curtis around as a bellhop by the fact that uh, Lemon is still wearing pumps. 
Yeah. yeah. Which, come on. But this no, is, they, this they, is a chase they fall, scene in one room. They kind of chase they, each other in circles around They follow a bellhop and a crippled old man into a room and steal their clothes. Which, guys... <laughs> The best characters are going to Okay, that bellhop's kind of a shitlord because he's always like, hey, doll. Yeah. I did like the way the, the bellhop would be like, I'll see, you know, hey, get rid of your roommate tonight. I'll be back later. And he, like, grabs his bow tie and pulls it, and it's elastic and snaps <laughs> it back. Yeah. It's very Hudsucker proxy. Yeah, he's very much uh, the, um, the bellhop from... Uh, the episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to the nuclear power plant uh, oh, the convention, convention? Yeah, okay, yeah. with a Mindy and he's all of the that beds for that may have been like hubble, even hubble. a little bit of a yeah maybe well, yeah, it could have been yeah um, well, it's a convention it's a guy trying to sleep with a hot lady that could have yeah. been like you know there was some shared DNA there yeah but like Bill said Jack Lemon gets given away his location by still wearing pumps as he's pushing the old man looking version of him around. So they were chased for a while, but then they hide under a table in the, the dining hall. The dopiest little chasers. Yeah. Yeah. They hide under a table in the dining hall and all of a sudden everybody, all these mobsters pile in and sit down and, um, uh, so the, yeah, the, the 31st yeah. annual convention of the Italian opera, opera convenes. Yeah. And, <laughs> This very stereotype Italian guy, very gruff, bald, with a, I guess was what a hearing aid it's at the time. It's just a character thing that they give him. Yeah, the fact that he's got a hearing aid. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be rough off, off a particular gangster at the time know. that we don't know about, but like. But I, I did like him because he like... starts by saying, "It's been ten years since I elected myself chairman of this organization, and if I may say, you made the right choice." It's like that, that kind of whoa, whoa, that guy was good, and they're so I like I was impressed with the amount of ugly faces we had had just with the gangsters that we had so far. Yeah. But there's even more in here. There's like a guy who's got like a fig for a nose. Yeah, whoever did the casting for this movie did a f- good fucking job. It seems like they spent most of their time and energy just worrying about the gangsters. Yeah, for the- all these gangsters are as subtle as a kick to the teeth. Yeah, which like, fuck. did they go to like hospital? Burn wars to find like because these aren't just like random extras. These are like people you had to go out of your way. Like we need the not just ugly but like the most fucked up looking people in Hollywood to show up for this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which is great. It's it's entertaining as hell. Like sadly, a delegates from South Chicago could not be here <laughs> as Toothpick Charlie was gunned down. Uh, oh, uh, one of my last notes is that the uh, that the, the 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 boss of the of, of the convention, the guy you're talking yeah. about, he seems to be kind of like the inspiration, of the voice of Griff Tannen in Back to the Future too. Could be because like knows? just like his like kind of like shouty like what are you doing here yeah. kind of thing. He's like I've been thinking about retiring and maybe spats. You could lead us now. Since when did you become the physical type? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh. And we heard it was your birthday, so we got you this cake. We it got you a fake plastic cake. So uh, they wheel in a cake, and he's like, my birthday was four months ago. Or it's not, it's, yeah. in, it's in four months. And he's like, what's wrong with having an early birthday? For he's, they start singing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, and once the song ends, a guy pops out of the cake, and... Yeah. Starts you shooting actually the fuck see it, at everything. Because it just cuts to Jack Lemmon and uh, Tony Curtis underneath the table, and they just hear a bunch of gunshots. Yeah. But still, yeah, that's pretty brutal, though. That, they end up killing off 30 well, yeah. people in that room. Uh, Spatz does say something. He's not quite dead yet. He's just clinging to life, and he does say something like, I'll 
always love opera. And then, <laughs> then you get the sound effect. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Again, and he falls over dead. <laughs> fucking dumbass movie. And then instead of just hanging out where they were, like, yeah! they just fucking book it. Tony Curtis and Jai Lennon, they bust out from the smartest guy. And he's like, go after them! And it's it was established a little bit before that, that the cop had followed Spats down and was hanging out in the lobby. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, and I guess 30 guys don't die because they're only just killing Spats and his crew, yeah. which is like six guys. So it's yeah, actually not the whole room getting cleared picks. out. It's just, yeah. So the cop comes in and is like, what's going on in here? And he's like, hey, what, you want to make a federal case out of it? Is Nate? it still the same cop from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he grabs his like hearing aid and is like, yes, and then just <laughs> drops it. It's like, this is weirdly like antagonistic. Yeah, it's kind of weird. weird. Like, you get the feeling these guys have been doing this for decades. It's like Batman and the Joker, but way more <laughs> low rent. Um, yeah. So yeah. the another little like chasing, um, and like these these mobsters are very bad at tag. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, worst tag champions in the world because there's not much. It's just know. the four main leads running off to the boat, right? Yeah, I, well, I, it's 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 uh, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemmon leading. Uh, they they grab somehow find Osgood, grab him. Well, well, okay, so um, they manage to change clothes again. Okay, that's into their overcoats and wigs, and because everybody knew they were dressed as dames is dead now. Yeah, so they go to the payphones, and Tony Curtis is like, "Call Osgood and tell him what uh, to get." on his boat and he's like what am I gonna tell him he's like tell him you're gonna elope and he's like oh elope that's a good idea okay so they set that up and they run out to the boat uh but not before Joe uh is a fucking asshole and bursts on Marilyn goes down sees Marilyn Monroe performing and she's singing about how she'll never be in love again because he broke up with her over the phone earlier yeah because so she switched up her old musical number so yeah. now it's all somber which and sad. hey guess what Joe you're an asshole you could have just left that'd be a, you're not even a real millionaire she doesn't even like you she liked this guy with glasses who couldn't get it up she didn't like you yeah uh which they never really set up the fact that like she finds out well, so well so anyway so the guy so well like okay so he he goes up I to her I try to find out if if if, if he she goes ever up, figures out who yeah he goes up to her and like is like I love you and kisses her or whatever and she's like Josephine yeah and, oh that's and then right, a mobster he's comes still dressed like a girl, yeah a mobster comes all... in and goes yeah that dame ain't no dame. That's a dude! And then, oh, a little bit more chafe. But, Do you ever get any reactions from Sweet Sue shitting her pants at the speed of light at everything that's going yeah. on? I don't remember there being anything about her, but it's kind of a shame there isn't a moment where she uh, literally she... just does just, just, just not detonate like a fucking car yeah. bomb. Yeah. She reacts to the kiss, I Out think. Out of sheer horror of this whole situation um, to her, yeah. But, uh, so they run to the pier and run down the pier and start to get in the boat and just, Daphne's like, this is my friend Josephine. She's going to be our brides- my bridesmaid. And he's like, oh, that's very good. <laughs> and then you get a shot of Marilyn Monroe riding a bike down the pier, but it's obviously a super <laughs> buff dude with no sleeves. I didn't notice I was watching Oh, man, HD. I went back and rewatched it. <laughs> this dude, he's like, she has sleeves. She has sleeves, late, like, the next scene, but yeah. this dude doesn't have any sleeves. On. He... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Sounds like Lance no, no. Armstrong in a dress. He, it looks like I didn't even. He looks this. like the uh, the sports guy who th- threw the um, the billiard ball at at uh, 
Oh shit! It Critters? Just fell right out of my head. No, you talking about the guys who no, throw the, the fifth bowling element. Ball? The fifth oh, element. Okay, yeah, okay. The blonde, the blonde like sports ball guy who who was deaf. Yeah. And that he looked like the guy who whoever was riding the bike for Marilyn Monroe looked like that guy. Oh, like God. he was a big kind dude. Of jocked out motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But Marilyn Monroe joins them on the I'm bike. I'm terrible at spotting terrible <laughs> stunt doubles in movies. Yeah. I'd be surprised because I like watch movies all the time and I always pay attention to like the making of features and stuff like that. But yeah, when it comes to stunt doubles, unless it's a gr- which is funny because like you're talking about Marilyn Monroe jumping to a giant male jock, you'd think I would have picked that out, but no. yeah. So um, she gets on the boat with them and Tony Curtis is like, "What do you think you're doing?" And she's like, "I told you, I'm not very bright." Yeah. And well, like, this well, is the part where I, like I also point out you can see her butt cheeks because the camera's like like down on top of her and she's got like mm. this backless dress. Yeah, there's a point she's, like, running up the pier, and it's, like, a shot from up top, and I was like, how you doing? But then she, like, covers up her breasts with her... Yeah, because, like, her her tits are, like... Her jacket, and I was like, aww. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She did that, so people 60 years after her death aren't going, aww, titty rain. So, yeah, they all get on the boat. They all get on the boat, and they're starting to say it all out, and Jack Lemon's like, look, Osgood... I can't marry you. Uh, well, no, no. First, it's uh, it's it's oh, Tony Curtis yeah. s- reveals that he's no longer. Yeah, he is a guy. I'm not rich. I I'm a tenor sax. I'm no good for you. you Just like all those schmucks. You, you yeah. yeah. And she's like, I don't care. I make poor decisions. Yeah, I guess that's the, that's what her entire character hinges on. Is yeah. she continues to make terrible life decisions. And we've always demonstrated. Well, you've already especially drummed to the fact that Tony Curtis's character is a horrible person. Yeah. And that she is throwing her entire life and career away just to get hooked up with David Tony penniless Tony Curtis yeah yeah um so uh then on the front seat with Jack Lemon and Osgood and he's like okay I, I, I can't marry you I've got all these problems and he's like I don't care I'm not a natural blonde that's all right I smoke I smoke all the time doesn't matter I have a terrible past for the last three years I lived with the saxophonist I forgive you I can never have children we'll adopt I <laughs> Ah, I'm a man. Nobody's perfect. Uh, and then it's the uh, end. Uh. Oh, you, <laughs> I hate you so much. How long have you been sitting on that just waiting? I, I I had the link there. I almost forgot to click it. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, he's going to say the line again. Um, but that's, yeah, really, actually, that's pretty much how the movie yeah, could rim shot the end. And it's just like, uh, Osgood's like smiling so smell smug. He's like yeah. so happy that now he's got a wife slash husband. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, that's it. Just fade to black and that's it. It's a cute little movie. Yeah, I liked it. So yeah, I so like some like it. You were so, at, so you're at least some like it lukewarm, if not No, I liked fully. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a cute movie. Yeah. I don't know if you'll ever like end up going back to rewatch it no, again. But. but if somebody was watching it, I'd watch moments of it. It's Jack Lemmon's fantastic in it. Marilyn Monroe's hot as balls. Yeah. Uh, Tony Curtis is a piece of shit. At least, well, it sounds like if you're going to watch one Tony Curtis movie, this is the Tony Curtis, uh, Tony Curtis movie to see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's not that bad. And I even looked up trivia for this movie. Uh, there's not a lot of trivia that's really interesting. A lot of it's just like behind the scenes, kind of just like, oh, well, uh, uh, fucking Jerry Lewis was offered the role of one of the guys, but he yeah. get, like, there's the half the trivia is just who turned down the roles because they didn't want to be cross-dressing. Uh, there was a thing about how in uh, 2008, a Californian man who found a little black dress in his closet was stunned when appraisers at the Antiques Roadshow determined it once belonged to Marilyn Rowe, and it was that, in fact, actually the black dress from this movie. Uh, it's estimated to be worth $250,000. Wow. So I don't know how he randomly wound up with Marilyn Rowe's black sheer titty dress from this movie. Hmm. But just like, uh, just, uh, wait. Tony Curtis's voice as Josephine was dubbed by Paul Freese. 
Paul Freese is the guy who did half the voices in like all the Rankin Bass cartoons. If you, that, re- you know what, that doesn't surprise me just because it was a pretty good lady voice. Oh, he says uh, Curtis later confirmed that the voice is actually con- uh, was a combination of his and uh, Paul Freese's, which that's kind of weird. But yeah, most I, of this is. Mm, I Tony- would say it's mostly Paul Freese. I think Tony Curtis is trying to probably take credit for that. Yeah. Uh, just a whole bunch of yeah, no, no, nothing too crazy, but yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely a movie though, especially for 1959. Pretty goddamn risque. Yeah, and um, if you compare it to Victor Victoria, again, yeah, no, this, this is a this masterpiece. Really, I mean, it's cause more consistently entertaining, even the politics aside. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's not as nothing. Yeah, like a very low on the gay panic. And I yeah, the fact that Jay Lemon, I'd say no gay panic. Jack Lemon actually embraces the fact that he's going to get married to this guy. Like, yeah. well, it's funny because I've seen people talk. And about the guy this doesn't is, care that he's a dude. Uh, I've seen people claim this is like a pillar of homosexual cinema, mm-hmm. which I never understood the homosexual stuff because they're crossdressers, but they're obviously straight. Yeah. But and if you assume that Jack Lemon went ahead and did get married to Osgood, maybe like they like, there's no reason why they couldn't have gone off. And I don't know if you could get married in the United States as a gay couple in 1959. But like again, it's a farce, and that's supposed yeah. to make sense. But I can kind of see it, like you know, I guess uh, Osgood doesn't care what gender he is and i don't know it's it can be, depending on how you interpret the ending it's kind of a happy ending for everybody involved yeah yeah gay gay happy marriage and i don't know yeah I, I, it was funny i i liked it yeah yeah oh god this means i have to this means you gotta say what i have to commit what i'm gonna time. do next yeah uh because i had such a good time with space jam i yeah. want to do another 90s film mm-hmm uh i was gonna do pocahontas mm-hmm. and then and then and daniel was kind of like nah. You wouldn't have a good time with that. Yeah, you're telling me how bad Pocahontas. I wasn't telling you is. how bad it was. I was just like, eh. but it's not. Gonna if you be, want something that it's feel, not Space Jam. If you want something that feels '90s, Pocahontas is not how it feels. Daniel hopefully suggested Anastasia. I just suggested Don Bluth, and we went with Anastasia because well, what the else most Don 90s. Bluth things are there? Because yeah, like Rockabilly Chicken. Isn't Titan E Don Titan Bluth? Titan E, which I've seen is terrible. Have yeah. you seen Titan E? I have, thankfully, so we don't have to do that. Um. Oh yeah, Rockabilly. Uh, all Rocket do- Chicken? Yeah, whatever that's called. <laughs> Rocket Chicken. Rocket Chicken. Yeah, trying to think of another Don Bluth. Uh, uh, all dogs, play Dragon's Lair. All Dogs Go to Heaven Yeah, Don Bluth. I've never seen that, but then I kind of like, man, I need you. Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, Don Bluth has not had necessarily the best. American Tales. You've seen Secret West. of Nim, right? Mm, if I have, I don't remember anything about it. Ooh. Well, so. I should do Anastasia. You should do Secret of Nim. Yeah. I'll just throw it out there. You Secret of Nim's pretty goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were talking about the hottest female animated characters with Lola Bunny on Space Jam. Ah, that makes Mrs. It... Frisbee from The Secret of Nim. Not <laughs> hot, but she does lose her shawl at one point in that movie, and I remember as a kid being horrified, thinking, "Oh my god, she's <laughs> naked!" And they go, "Oh my god, she's naked!" And like being confused, not like even sexually, but just like oh, she's. Uh, it was yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Well, fantastic. This is the part of the podcast where I admit my first boner was over a naked cartoon oh, no. mouse in Mrs. 1982. Grisby. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, I'll be back next week. We'll be talking about Anastasia. All I know about the Anastasia, it's uh, it's a documentary, the world's <laughs> first animated documentary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also the boy in that movie is supposed to be, speaking of hot animated cartoon characters, a lot of people seem to have a crush. A lot of ladies seem to have a crush. Oh, he him. also did uh, Thumbelina. the hell's Thumbelina? I know Thumbelina is like a... You don't That's know. a movie? Yeah. Don oh, okay. Bluth. It is bad. Don Bluth, really king of making making is... movies that get lost to history five yeah, minutes after they come out. Bad. I, I'm still pushing for Food Fight. No. That's Someday. Not, that's not a tardy. But it neither of us have sat down and watched Food Fight. I don't fight. want to sit down and watch Food Fight. <laughs> okay. Um, that said. Yeah. That said. That was, that, was, that was a good movie. I liked it. It goes in the 
the good pile, which is a small pile. But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to find stuff, at least if it's not going to be good, at least to be entertaining to watch. Because we've had a stretch of movies that are supposed to be classics that we did not like. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like, yeah. And I'm try- I'm still working my way through Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, it'll be a while. Uh, which, that'll be a while, uh, especially because we're talking about maybe in March doing a, v- a very specific series of movies that we know are terrible, but are also big... Yeah, we'll figure out something, yeah. but Final Fantasy VI is coming. La- I just fought a ghost train last night. Yeah. I just suplexed gonna, the ghost yeah, train. It's going to be a while. Yeah. I'm only about six hours into the game, yeah. and it's been two weeks. Yeah. I got to Yeah, next couple weekends I have to dedicate to just Final Fantasy sixing. Yeah, so, six it. That said, okay, we'll be back next week with Anastasia, and yeah. Yeah, so until next time, keep filling your holes of pop culture. Mm-mm. Damn. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. I gotta go drink my gummy bear juice. That's a perfect impression. Yes. Actually, I'm always like I'm always a better zombie gummy because I can never speak straight. Sunny gummy again talking about hot female cartoon. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next. Email us your favorite hot no, female cartoon no, characters no. or male cartoon characters. No. Who's... Oh, speaking of, thank you for reminding me. Oh no. He's mud- the... muttering on Twitter. The grumpy turtle on Twitter. It, Talking about hot mail. No, no, no. Characters? You, you say an email. Oh, us. email. Um, if you have enjoyed the show and enjoyed listening to it, thank you for clicking favorite on links that we post to the Tardy to the Party podcast. Uh, just move your mouse a little bit over and click retweet. Unless, of course, you are ashamed to listen to it, which I completely it's understand. possible too. You, I completely understand because uh, Bill Mudrin is on this podcast. But, too bad for uh, actually on this podcast. I don't get. I don't get that crazy. I don't get too much like you know. We talk about like titty milks with you know Marilyn Monroe, but it's yeah, not like... but yeah, help help us grow our audience a bit and and get more people out there by retweeting and recommending us if you feel so inclined. Don't mm-hmm. feel unnecessary to, but. Uh, if you know somebody that listens to podcasts, why not tell them to listen to... What episode would you recommend? I'd say Tron is a good one. Tron, Tron was entertaining. If you like... If you prefer... Tron's pretty goddamn yeah, good. Yeah, if you prefer vile, uh, uh, spewing vile, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's is pretty good. Yeah, just because we couldn't believe... Man. I don't know, they're all good. <laughs> they're all our children, I can't just pick just one. Yeah. They're all beautiful little retarded yeah, angels but, in my but, eye. Uh, share us with somebody if you're not too ashamed. So, yeah. Until next time. So, okay. So, so long and goodbye. Take care, guys. Goodbye. goodbye. We're on a boat. Toot, toot. Mm-hmm.